0: Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcasts. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to episode number 85 of Amber on Podcasts. I'm your host, Amber Camille Liggin, and this podcast is all about doing more good for more people. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we are talking about leadership. What it means to be a good leader, boss, coach, or mentor. Basically, anyone who is looking to have influence and persuade a group of people to a desired outcome. If you're interested in becoming a leader or a manager or a CEO, then this is the show for you. We have all seen bad leaders. We have all had bad bosses or bad teachers, bad coaches. What if there was something we could do to help people become better leaders? Today, I am sharing with you the wisdom of Jim Dethmer. Jim is a coach, speaker, author, and founder of the Conscious Leadership Group, where he works with CEOs and their teams on conscious leadership. Jim was recently interviewed on the Knowledge Project podcast and had great wisdom to share about what it takes to be a good leader. Why leading above the line is better than leading below the line, and the importance of feedback and how to avoid the victim consciousness. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the show. Every Thursday, I release a new episode, and I would love to have you join me. All right, let's get started and let's start the show. Admittedly, I have always wanted to be the boss. I am the oldest of four. I have three younger brothers who I bossed around until they were too big to boss around. And I've always wanted to be the boss, to be a leader, to be in charge for two main reasons. The first reason is... I wanted to make my own rules. And the second reason is I wanted the status of being the boss. Being in charge meant something special to me. It meant I made it, that I was worth something, that someone else recognized my value and endorsed me for my skills. I worked really hard with these goals in mind. And once I became a boss, I realized I was completely ill-equipped to be a good boss. I had no idea how to lead. And I made mistake after mistake after mistake. These mistakes cost me time, cost me money and relationships. And I realized that being a leader was not something I was prepared for. I hadn't read any leadership books. I had no idea how to be compassionate and understanding because I wasn't compassionate or understanding with myself. I was all work all the time. And my main point of interest was the profit margin and making myself look good. I was a fraud, a wolf in leadership clothing. And I'm not alone. There are thousands of other people out there who are committing the same bad acts. People who are not equipped to be good leaders. People who have not been taught self-awareness or compassion. This is Jim Dethmer's specialty. And I wish I had this knowledge earlier so that I could serve my team better. Jim teaches conscious leadership based on one fundamental principle. It's called the single black line. The single black line is the most important model for leadership. The line represents any moment in time. And at any moment in time, you are either leading above the line or below the line. If you are leading above the line, you are open. You are curious, committed to learning. You are open to trust. If you are leading below the line, you are closed. You are defensive. And you are attached to proving that you are right. The single black line is easy to apply to yourself. You know when your actions are above the line versus when they are below the line. I can tell you that when I was a leader, much of the time I was leading below the line. I let my ego take hold of my actions and I was afraid of being wrong, terrified to make a mistake. So it was impossible for me to get above the line and have trust Because I was too invested in my own self-interest and protecting my own reputation. Think back on your life. Is there a time when you were leading below the line? When you were attached to an outcome because you wanted to prove that you were right? Or maybe you know someone who is a leader who leads above the line. Someone who is open and not interested in taking credit. Jim says that the first key skill of conscious leaders is to practice self-awareness. Being self-aware means being able to accurately see yourself, to be honest and admit to all your flaws and faults. This is not easy. I have struggled with this and have improved over time, but it takes practice. It's easy to ignore and make excuses for our behavior. I make excuses more often than I'd like to admit because I'm still working on my own self-awareness. It takes effort. Being self-aware is not something that comes naturally. If you want to become more self-aware, the first step is to become more self-reflective. Take the time to think about how you are feeling? What do you like about your behavior? And what do you dislike? When are you at your best? And when do you perform at your worst? When do you feel most energetic and happy versus when do you feel stressed, lonely, depressed? Taking two minutes to answer these questions will give you a different perspective on yourself and your experiences. Another great way to practice self-awareness is to ask for feedback. Jim says that good leaders create a feedback-rich environment that catapults them into self-awareness. Most of us just need to take the time to pause and reflect, to slow down our minds and get quiet enough To ask a question. What do I want? Notice what comes up for you and then ask, What do I really want? Become aware of the intention behind your action and make sure the two are aligned. Sometimes you might surprise yourself. A lot of the time, we are just going through the motions without aligning our intentions with our actions. Another tool to help practice self-reflection is after a conversation, ask yourself, was there any place where I was reactive or more interested in control and approval? Where did fear come up? When did you feel your heart race? Then you can ask yourself, where am I? Am I above the line or below the line? And ask, can I accept myself for being reactive? Jim says that the more we can do things in presence versus in reaction, the more we can lead above the line and make a positive contribution to the world. Many people are not able to do this because they have a passive mindset. A passive mindset is when you don't take responsibility for your own life. You operate from the belief that life is happening to you, that you are at the effect of people, circumstances, and conditions. If your partner remembers your anniversary, you are happy. If they don't remember your anniversary, you are unhappy. This is where the vast majority of people live most of the time, in victim consciousness. Jim teaches that when you move from victim consciousness to creative consciousness, you choose an active choice to be responsible for your experience. You aren't upset because of the weather. You are upset because you are attached to beliefs about the weather. Nobody angers you, you anger yourself. Your thoughts about the world are creating your experiences in the world. When people move from victim to creator, they flip this upside down and start taking 100% responsibility for their experiences. Living in creator consciousness is energizing versus living in victim consciousness, which zaps our energy. Victim living means you are constantly keeping score. Are you ready to shift? Are you ready to take responsibility for your life and experiences? A helpful thing to remember that has really helped me in my life is to remember that these feelings don't last forever. Jim reminds us that feelings last just less than 90 seconds. If we don't feed the feeling, fueling it with more thoughts, the feeling will leave the body within 90 seconds. If the feeling gets stuck, it calcifies and turns into a mood. It becomes bitterness, resentment, or hatred. It's up to us to decide what feeling we are fueling and what thoughts we are harboring. Are you living in victim consciousness or creator consciousness? The third and final piece of wisdom from our friend Jim is about feedback. How can we get feedback and what do we do with the feedback we get? First, you have to be self-aware in order to be able to get feedback. And you're only getting as much feedback as you're committed to getting. A person who is not self-aware, who is leading below the line, or lives in victim mentality, is not interested in receiving feedback from others. They are not aware of the benefits and virtue of feedback. They do not respect feedback as a viable source of information. Meanwhile... If you are leading above the line, if you are in a creator mindset and are self-aware, you are more open to feedback as a means to increase your self-awareness and be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. No one is perfect. We all make mistakes and can use feedback as a way to guide us to being the best version of ourselves. If you are ready to start getting some feedback from your friends or family or coworkers, you can start by asking them, what's the thing I could do better to be a better friend, to be a better partner, a better sister, a better boss? And when you get this feedback, don't ask, is it true? Ask, how is it true? Receiving feedback is not the same as agreeing with feedback. Often when you open this dialogue, it will come with a few surprises, but don't be deterred. Each individual has a unique understanding of the world, and their feedback will depend on this understanding. It's not up to you to ask if it's true. Instead, ask, how is it true? So much of what we say and what we do are a projection of what we feel about ourselves on the inside. If you listen to someone long enough, you can start to form an idea of them based on what they are projecting out into the world. So a good exercise that Jim recommends is to eat your projections. Everything you say about the world, see how it is true about you See how it applies to you. This can be a challenge, but when you are angry or frustrated, when you are ranting passionately about the world, see how you fit into the picture. How is it true about you? This was a great practice to increase self-awareness and gain clarity. So you can be the inspiring leader you want to be, And do more good for more people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I know you want to be good leaders and want to work with good leaders. So this wisdom is invaluable. I am so thankful for Jim and the Knowledge Project podcast for sharing this knowledge. Now you know what it means to lead above the line the difference between victim consciousness and creator consciousness, and how to get feedback for purpose in your life. I really loved covering this interview and highly recommend you check out the full episode of the Knowledge Project podcast, which I will link in the show notes. Full disclosure, the original episode is about two hours long, but it is so worth it if you have some time to kill. Thank you, thank you, thank you, dear listeners, for taking your precious time and spending it with me. For all of the show notes and to sign up for exclusive updates, visit mytalkingdollars.com. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe. And please join me next week for another conversation about living your best life and doing more good. Thank you. Love you. Bye!